Hello ladies, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have an amazing conversation with Dot Clemens. She is more commonly known as Dot Rock and Dot is the owner and founder of both Dot Rock Consulting and Oxygen First, which is a blog that provides tips and tricks to take care of yourself. Dot is an avid believer that we should all put on our own oxygen masks first in order to fill our cup so that we can serve others from our overflow, which is something that I preach. And if you follow me on social, you know that that is something that I talk about pretty much on the daily. So in today's episode, Dot um, Dot and I chat, well, we chat about a lot of different things, but she takes us through how one very simple question literally changed everything for her in just a year's time. She was asked by a mentor, what is one thing that you would want to do for yourself? And that answer was very simple. In fact, the answer was she wanted to attend a CrossFit class. Very, very simple. But she had been telling herself that she couldn't do it because of money, because of time. What would she do with her son? So she always told herself that she could not attend a CrossFit class. But when she was asked this question and she was forced to answer, that was exactly what was on her heart. That was what she wanted to do. Nothing crazy, um, very, very simple. She just wanted to attend a CrossFit class. When she was challenged to take that one step and actually go to this CrossFit class, that step opened up so many doors and quite literally transformed her life in just a year's time. Now, this isn't about the CrossFit class. This isn't, you know, a podcast about working out and getting healthy, not at all. This is an episode about asking yourself, what do you really want? And taking action in the direction that you want to go. And when you do that, you are like putting out signals for the universe that you are ready for what all the amazingness that can be coming your way and you are ready to take control of your life. So tune into today's episode. I am so excited for you guys to listen. Um, Check out the show notes as well because I've got lots of details on Dot and how you can connect with her and how you can get more of her. And I cannot wait to hear what you think of today's episode. Okay, welcome ladies back to the Fit to Be a Mama podcast. I am sitting here with Dot Clemens and we are going to dive into what I know will be an amazing conversation. So welcome Dot. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so neat to connect with you, yeah. especially now through COVID. Like it yeah. feels like you're like seeing you in Detroit was one of the last things that I got to do um, last February before the world shut down. Yeah, that was my last time being in a hotel. That was my last like mm-hmm. social event. So it holds like such a such mm-hmm. a special place in my heart. Um, so before we dive in, I want to know what your current morning routine looks like. Current morning routine. Um, so I'm one of those like early risers to do a morning ritual. I call it my ritual because it's like my it's my sacred space. It's my practice. Um, 
And what it looks like is I actually, I'm sitting right now in the reading nook that I created. I just moved in with my fiance into a bachelor pad. He's a 46 year old who um, has another a kid also, but bachelor pad, like this is masculine space. So I created a little like reading nook for myself with like a picture I got from Venice and this cute little chair. Um, so I'm in my morning ritual space um, where I have candles and things that kind of light me up. But the first thing I do is um, I make my morning tea, which is herba mate. Um, I stopped drinking coffee about three years ago when I um, had a hip surgery. Um, and so I do my herba mate, make that, get in my cozy robe, um, and I come sit here and I grab my journal um, and I try to journal. Some, I often do like the 15, 15, 15 minute trick where I journal for 15 minutes. That way I don't like just lose track completely of time. Although sometimes I give myself the time to just really go for it, but I'll do that for 15 minutes and then I meditate for 15 minutes and then I try to move my body and do a little yoga for 15 minutes. Um, so I love, I love that like 15, 15, 15 thing because mm -hmm. I need to have like some sort of structure to my morning routine. Otherwise I will just do like nothing or I'll do one thing for like way too long. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go. Like the day's starting. So I kind of love having those like time little slots, whether it's like five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. Um, I also love how you have like your own little sacred space because I think when women are creating morning routine, I think one of like the most important things for them to do is to find a space, whether it's mm -hmm. like the corner of their bedroom, a closet, like a, a nook on the couch, like wherever, but it has to be like your spot, claim it. That's, that's where you're going to go each and every morning and set it up the way you want to set it up. So I think that's awesome that you right. did that. Right. And, you know, moving into this house, I mean, I had my space at, at my home. Um, and I loved it because I looked outside and I had the trees and finding that here and creating that took me, you know, two or three months. And now that I have it, um, it feels really sacred. Um, and the other thing that I do that I didn't mention is I do an energy shower every morning. Okay. Um, I was I actually going to ask you to talk about this because I remember you mentioning this, like, I don't even know when, and I watched, you sent a YouTube clip about what the energy shower is and I've always like been so fascinated by it so yes I would love for you to explain like what that actually is okay so the energy shower is interesting because for some reason a few months ago probably like six months ago I decided I needed to, to do something like it and I googled energy shower and it brought up one of my friends that I met locally at a mountain biking um, ladies weekend deal which was kind of life-changing for me i think i've mentioned that one to you too um and she is a local um integrative medicine type doctor who posts youtube videos and posted one on an energy shower and so i use her energy shower um which i can give you the link for your show notes um but i mean i don't watch it every day i just use her practice of it so what what i do is it takes me about five minutes maybe even less and I sometimes even do this energy shower during the day when I'm feeling overwhelmed because overwhelm is one of my triggers. 
So I close my eyes and I just kind of imagine light pouring into my head. So whether that's like, and I think of it as like this ray of sunlight and it's just beaming in through my head. You know, when you feel that hot heat on your head when you're in the sun, imagine that feeling just going into my body and starting to just go through my brain and through my ears and cleanse my hearing so I can listen and um, clear my eyesight so that I can um, see what's really in front of me and be present and I have it go through like I'll have it go through my heart and my throat and I'll feel like I want my voice to be able to speak its truth and be authentic and I just am cleansing my body of energy because we all have energy um, and it's it's an energy shower because I'm not like really in the shower doing it although I've done it in the shower right and you can it's just about like letting it flow through your body and I feel it tingling down into my fingers and I just was like moving stuckness through my body all the way down to my toes. And that could take me, some days that takes me 30 seconds. And some days that takes me two minutes because I'm like, like any meditative practice, I'm like, oh, the kids have practice, soccer practice today. And you know, your brain will bing. You just bring yourself back into the energy shower. And so I do that. And then, um, then I say 10 things I'm grateful for. And I just really soak in the space of what I'm grateful for my dog cuddling me, my car that is always super reliable, um, a healthy breakfast that's awaiting me, buckwheat pancakes that are my favorite, those types of things, right? So I just start listing them and, and that actually increases some frequency in your brain to then be able to really receive and raise your vibration. So after that, I think about my day and I think about what I've planned and how that's going to feel and how it's going to feel to get the client proposal out, peaceful, abundant, um, and how it's going to feel to drop the kids off and tell them to have a good day. Like I just start going through what my day is going to feel like and what I visualize. And then I start visualizing the help that I'm going to create for my clients and how that's going to impact the world and how being a present mom is going to impact the kids and the world eventually. Right. And so I do that and then, and then that's kind of, I'm done. Um, and then I like, I just have a, it just raises my vibration and it raises, I think my receptivity towards things. Um, I think it's deeply connected to the feminine spirit. And then um, I just notice that abundance really pours into my life. The more often that I do that. I love that. And I think what I love so much about it is that it's extremely simple that like literally anyone can do it. Well, I'll throw that YouTube video in to the show notes, but like you just explained it so well in just a couple minutes and how anyone can do it in like 30 seconds, five minutes, you can take however long you want with it. And I even like the idea of doing it in the shower. Cause I know for some, for some like women and, and especially like moms who maybe are at that point in their life where they're telling themselves they don't have time to sit and create a morning routine because I was there at one point, but we all shower. We all shower. We all take at least a couple minutes in the shower. Um, so you could even just start to implement that practice while you're in the shower. And that mm-hmm. might just sort of like start you on this journey to like creating space for yourself. So um, I think it's just such like a tangible thing for, for anyone. And I, you know, I do it sometimes at night too. Like 
a shower can be such a mood changer for me. Like I feel deeply connected to water. So if I do it at night, like I think it also helps that really loud inner critic that comes in at night um, as we start to get tired and we start to wear down. But doing that before bed, even if you're going to shower then, it can be hugely beneficial too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of clears my subconscious of, of the um, overwhelm and the, like, all the, the lists that start running as my inner critic gets louder at night. Yeah. And I think sometimes we focus so much on doing this type of work in the morning, which is very, very important. But I also see a ton of value in doing it at night before bed, because I think a lot of us go to bed with like thoughts moving through our brain. And yes, we do fall asleep because we're exhausted, but we're not falling asleep at like in, in a peaceful Mm-hmm. calm way and what I actually do at night sometimes that's when I do my best journaling at night and what I do is and I don't even know how I started doing this but I just remember I kind of stumbled on it one night and it felt so good that I just kept doing it and and all like not not every night because I'm not perfect um but I will I will start journaling about my next day so I will start it by saying like um you know, tomorrow I am going to wake up, you know, at 5 a.m. I'm going to have had the best sleep. Um, I'm, or I would have had enough, as much sleep as my body needs. I'm going to feel calm. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to, you know, put my workout clothes on and I'm going to go out to the kitchen and drink as much water as I can. And, and then I literally like take myself step by step through the following day that hasn't even yet happened but I go through it and plan it out ahead of time, how I'm going to feel the amazing things that are going to happen. And I kid you not, whenever I do this, it, it plays out very, very closely to how I envisioned it. And I think it's just that whole visualization and the manifesting mm-hmm. taking place. And so that's like a really powerful thing to, to do at night. Well, I mean, I think it's really the same as the, as the, um, energy shower because you're, you know, it, it part, it's part of the visualization process. And really we use these, sometimes we use very masculine words, visualize, delegate, you know, and, and they're masculine because it came from some kind of corporate setting. But what it is, is we're saying what the desire of our heart is. We're, we're putting that out there. And that's why it ends up manifesting because we acknowledged that we desired to feel that way. We desired to wake up and drink water and nourish our body and nourish our bodies with this workout. And, you know, like we're acknowledging our desires, not Mm -hmm. just like making action happen. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, love it. Okay. So you have had some life changes happen. Um, Why don't we just dive into a little bit about who you are and, and kind of what got you to this point and what you're sort of like working through and transitioning into right now. Okay. Well, yes, I have had a fair amount of life changes happen in (laughs) the last few months and really in the last year. Um, I would say it was like last, so probably like a year ago, May, um, well, even before that, I ran across, um, you and I have the same coach, Heather Chauvin, um, and um, I ran across her podcast like December of, you know, 
a year and a half ago. And I never forget listening to it. Um, she had mentioned this thing called progress, not perfection. And I was like, you mean like you could get further by being consistent doing something than being like grit, rah, rah, I'm going to do 120% workout and then be totally burnt out and then not have space in my calendar to do it again, except for one other time this week. Or I could like work out 20 minutes a day. Like it just, I was so all in with everything. So did that and then ended up doing one of Heather's um, little mini courses where she, there, she takes like a, a circle picture and you like fill in spaces of where you're at in your life. Like where do you feel fulfilled in your relationships? Do you feel fulfilled in your fitness? Do you feel fulfilled financially? Blah, blah, blah. And I really recognized that I didn't feel fulfilled in my fitness. Um, even though I'm an athlete, even though I worked out pretty consistently. Um, and, you know, for most people's standards had a great relationship with working out, but the desire of my heart was to do CrossFit. And it felt really unattainable because I have this story that it was too expensive. And the story that I was a single mom and I couldn't um, do that uh, because I'd be taking time away from my son and money out of my son's pocket, right? And, but it turns out like, so she's like, you gotta really step into these things that you desire because they're going to open up other doors. So I stepped into starting to do that. And of course I found that, that I found this community where I could bring my kid to work out with me. And he watches his mom throw around heavy weights and do handstands. And, you know, he talks about his mom being strong now and all the things. So I, when I stepped into that, I then stepped into doing mastery with Heather and started to really like write down what my desires were. And I, a year ago in August, I wrote down that I, wanted to um, live with my now fiance. I wanted to have a family. Um, so now I have a stepson, my, who I call my bonus son, Sawyer. Um, we all live together. I wrote down that I wanted to quit my job and uh, work from home and pick kids up from school as often as I could, um, run a successful business and have more time to work out and cook for the family, right? And it's interesting because um, all of that, you know, a year later has happened. And now I'm, I'm to the point where it's like, oh, now I got to like write down what my next desires are. I got to come up with new desires because within one year, everything changed. And um, it was all, it wasn't through like some like huge action. It's all through like little micro things. And I just needed some tools in my life, which one of those, honestly, the biggest tool I started implementing was AM ritual and a PM ritual. Like there wasn't, they're not big things. Um, and before I, I still, I'll still get my workout in in the morning, which is what I typically just did. But I woke up and did like a 30 minutes to an hour workout right out of the gate. Um, which I still will do that some mornings. I don't consistently stick to this morning ritual, but I do it probably three to five times a week. And then other times I add in knowledge, you know, doing, listening to a podcast or doing a module to gain some um, information on something for my business or myself or whatever. But, I, you know, just stepping into little tools, rituals, um, has 
changed everything within that year. And it wasn't a year of push and it wasn't a year of grit. And it wasn't, I've always gotten like, and I'm in my original why statement, I said, I don't want to live a life of grit anymore. I want to do this through a sustainable way. And those sustainable ways were AM rituals, PM rituals, setting so, aside time for myself. Okay. So this is like amazing to me. In one year, you went from like just someone challenging you to identify things that you want in life. Like, what do you actually want to do? Like, what does Dot want out of life? What would bring you joy? And one of those things was CrossFit. And yeah. It like simple, right? Like that's, that's a simple desire. It's not like you were desiring a million dollars or like a a dream vacation. Like you were just desiring, like, I want to go to CrossFit. That would bring me so much joy. And then you got rid of like all those excuses as to why you can't go to CrossFit and how it won't work. And what are you going to do with your child? And you shouldn't spend the money on yourself. And instead of like, Time, money, support, all all of our triggers, right? As women, time, money, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, and I don't have the support. Always we go to that. Yeah. And so by taking that like one small action, it then opened up all this possibility for you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's like just what, what I really hope like the listeners get from this is like all it takes is for you just to put like one step in the right direction that you want to go. You didn't just like jump into this life now. You just took like one small step and then that opened another door and you took another step and then it opened another door. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's and now like- the French doors have opened, right? <laughs> like I'm like, I have French doors in my life now. And it's like, now it's almost like there's so much abundance the possibilities are absolutely limitless and where I feel like I can actually serve people, clients, the world, it feels also endless. And it is such a different, I was in a space of survival. So what was life like? Can we go back to like, what was life like a year ago or even just a little more than a year ago like what did things look like and feel like for you well I mean first of all I would say from an outsider's perspective I was doing great right and my friends will tell you that they've seen seen this shift of my like peace and not necessarily of who I am like I'm still dot like I've always been driven I have always been a hard worker and I have always been highly creative. Um, I was successful in a role. I was a director of human resources for a school district. Um, and I'm a CPA, right? So I was successful, but I was a single mom. Um, I had a failed marriage and I was solo parenting. Um, my son's dad lives in another town and sees him about once or twice a month for a day. So he's not in a parenting role, right? So I had all these stories of, um, I had to keep doing it alone. I couldn't really let people into my life. I, you know, didn't have support. Um, and I, I would just say that I was getting a lot done, but it was exhausting. 
I wasn't, my cup wasn't filled and I was, you know, yelling at my son more than I wanted to purely from a standpoint of like overwhelm, like legitimate, like I wasn't connected to people and a life that was sustainable. I was like, I was coming home from work and it was cooking him dinner and working out or whatever that was. And then he gets to bed and it's 8.30 at night and I was working till like midnight. And then I'm curious. sleeping five hours a day and go, 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 go. I'm, I'm super curious. Um, were you kind of in the mindset of this is just how it is? Like, this is just my life. I will accept it. This is, yeah. This, these and are the I, cards. These are the cards. And honestly, I was happy. Like, I can't say that mm-hmm. I just, the difference is not now that I'm happy and I wasn't happy. It's that I have peace and abundance instead of survival and grit. Right? Like, we had a great life and I felt immensely blessed to be this little boy's mom. But I wasn't honoring the desire of my heart, which was, I wanted to share this experience with a man. I wanted my son to have a man in his life that was a masculine figure. And now that's not, I had a, I had a manny, um, a nanny, manny, a man, you know, uh, nanny that was a man that I infused that masculine spirit. Like I had ways and I was getting by and I didn't need a man. I wanted a man, but, but, but honoring the desire of my heart. And, you know, I had a therapist that said to me, Dot, do you realize that there is no difference in the level of pain that, than if you state your desire and you don't get it versus if you always hold it in and you never express it? Mm. Like your needs, the, the level of pain is, is no different by not getting to where we want to be um, if we haven't even said it. So, um, I was, you know, when she said that, I was like, okay, so I can like say that I want a man in my life and never, maybe never get it. I mean, it'd be no less painful than me never admitting that that's my true desire. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. Isn't that interesting? She yes. was a really great, she's a great therapist and she really helped me feel things in my body so that I could feel. So back then I went into fight or flight a lot. In fact, maybe on a daily basis, um, but not necessarily at work, more so in my personal life. Like I could, I, I'm an HR person. I love giving feedback. I love terminating people. <laughs> I love, like, those are things that people don't enjoy. That's something I really enjoy because I like setting the boundary in. But in my personal life, if somebody wanted to offer support to me or really be a part of my life, I was certain that they were going to hurt me. Mm. and that it wasn't safe and so my body would go into this fight or flight and sometimes that's warranted but I just feel like now I'm able to tap into the feminine spirit of how I want to feel and stopping some of those stories that put me in fight or flight that aren't true um and so I mean I guess that's the biggest shift for me is that I'm not in this gritness you know we're surrounded as women And I was specifically then with this culture of drink more coffee, hustle more, 
do more, but find balance, this word balance, <laughs> and um, you only get there by, by finding a way to uh, be more productive. And yeah. then you have wine with your mom friends to bitch and complain about the world and how hard it is. And whoever has like the hardest story wins the campfire. Yes. Like, and my friends would probably have always put me on the campfire win. I mean, I was a single parent working my butt off, having my kid involved in lots of sports, still being really athletic and hustling my butt off all the time. Yeah. You win the award. I won the award. Now I win the do less award. Yeah. And that's so funny because that's how I felt like I connected with other women was like by um, complaining and Mm -hmm. like it was this like until I think I started getting surrounded by different communities, whether it was like Heather's community or um, my own like team that I've built prior to that, it was like, okay, how, how tired are we? Let's, let's all talk about how tired we are and how busy we are and the bad things that are happening in our, in our life. And like, I want to have the worst stories so that everyone can feel sorry for me and almost put me on this like pedestal of like, look at all she's doing and like poor her. And I, I don't know how she's doing it all. Like uh, that was me like to a T. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's sort of what our society has made us think is, is the pinnacle of success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so, a way. So when you, you said that one of like the things that you like had was the biggest game changer for you this past year was like very simple things like creating a morning and evening routine um, like maybe just explain for the listeners, like how does that actually change the course of your life and change the direction of your life? Like, okay, you started doing CrossFit. Awesome. Like you're, you know, you're doing that. And then you start waking up early and having a morning routine and an evening routine. Like how do those things actually equal a completely different life a year later? I think it lies in, you know, our filling up our cup first um, and honoring our truths and our desires so that we show up wholehearted for our families and friends and, and clients um, or coworkers. Um, I think that for me, the morning ritual is, is a part of my energy source because I'm brain dumping and getting a lot out that maybe doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I hope that no one ever reads my journal because there are moments and often that I'm a victim in them. But then the next day, but I got it out on paper, okay? And um, I don't even like to go back and read my journal entries. But it's really just my brain dump of, it's just vomit. I don't even know. And some days my handwriting is ridiculously messy. I don't know why, but I think it has to do with the energy level. And so, you know, so my morning ritual is about that, but it's about starting first instead of like waking up 
to a kid climbing in bed with me, which I still do, by the way, sometimes. Um, but I'm prepared for the day. It's like, it's about putting me first. And then CrossFit again is about me first because of nourishing a desire of my heart and physically getting some energy out. And then my PM ritual is actually more about strategy so that the morning, the next day, isn't all about packing kid lunch, pack kids' lunches, packing kids' backpacks, getting clothes out. Like that's all done the night before so that morning is more peaceful and I step into the day in a more peaceful way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's a, it's a game changer. I think there's just such magic when women decide to create space for themselves and just like taking that time to just get quiet even once a day with themselves. I think that no matter what you are like destined to change an area of your life. Like I, I, I think it's like inevitable. Something is going to shift for you. If you create that space for yourself, if you get quiet, if you start to do this like inner work, even if it's for like 15 minutes every morning or 15 minutes in the evening, it will 100% just like shift an area of your life. Yeah. It's inevitable. It, sh- it somehow shifts. What I'm starting to step into and realize is somehow it shifts something internally, really with, within my energy. Like you could call that like uh, whatever. It's, the, it's some kind of feminine spirit by stepping into it. And then I notice that the inner knowing of other things is is louder than my inner credit you know so like my gut instinct is I'm able to flow with that instead of fighting it like instead of feeling like I have to justify it I'm like "Mm, I think this is what I need to do and I don't know why I feel like it's helped taken me away from justifying things you know Mm -hmm. I grew up really in a lot of poverty in a tough family dynamic that taught me that my needs were valid, particularly unless I justified them. And that's not true. Your needs and desires are valid, whether you could ever explain why you have them. And I just feel like just doing those rituals helps me step into just, just that confidence of, yeah, that feels right. That mm-hmm. just feels right. Mm-hmm. Which is so, feminine spirit. Yeah, which which is like probably something you weren't feeling, you know, a year ago, the old dot. <laughs> right. I think I was really existing a lot more with masculine energy of mm-hmm. like grit, survival, doing things, getting it done, do, 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 instead of like that pause mm-hmm. that I experience now because of the rituals. So what is, what is life like now for you? Like how have things, like obviously you're now not working corporate and you're working from home and you've established these like awesome routines for yourself, but like what kind of like feelings are different because people, and I'm the same way, like people looking into my life now from the outside are probably like, like what's changed? Like you look the same things appear the same, Mm -hmm. but 
it's like inside, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was a few years ago. And I'm sure you mm-hmm. feel like you are a completely different person too. So um, what are those sort of feelings? Like what does that internal transformation look like for you? For me, it looks like I have a lot of peace. Um, I have even more energy. I have um, an abundant relationship with money. Um, I don't have scarcity. I'm not constantly um, stressed. Um, When the kids are sick, my son got a concussion this last week. Yesterday, I needed to take him to the doctor. I kind of just cleared my schedule and it didn't feel stressful. You know, before that would have felt chaotic and intense and it just sort of is. And I was just really present for him and cooked a good dinner and then went on a run, right? Like, I don't think I would have allowed myself that before because it would have felt too, like too much. Like I had to sacrifice everything for everyone to be perfect, to um, be a good mom. And instead that shift of a story is that just a little bit of work with my client shifted to later in the day and it, I knew it would be fine. Like it's, it's a, I feel abundance instead of scarcity. All the time. And I describe it as like, um, yeah, like ease and flow. It's easy. Oh, absolutely. Things just feel, things just feel so much easier and lighter and more calm. And of course there's the days like none of us are going through life just like all Zen and and perfect. Mm -hmm. There are days where I'm losing my mind and, um, you know, things feel hard and heavy, but I mean, I had a complete and utter emotional breakdown last week. So yeah. let's not pretend that that doesn't happen anymore. Um, and it was probably one of my most profound emotional breakdowns I've ever had in my life. But I attribute that now to up-leveling mm-hmm. and to realizing, you know, this story. And for me, it was still overwhelm. I am not enough. And um, I'm, 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 I don't have support. Like that was still a story that came up for me because guess what? I've moved. I started a business. I sent my kids back to school during COVID. I moved in with a man. I did a kitchen remodel and I uh, rented my home all at the same time, right? Like does it like five life changes to mm-hmm. do at once. And it hit me as overwhelm. And I cried for like three days. And guess what? I also got my period for the first time in four months which I also think is interesting because now I attribute having my period to be to a a true detox Mm -hmm. of, of shedding a layer of who I am and being a really powerful thing instead of a burden. Yes. Um, and I just would say that, that, I mean, so no, life is not perfect. I had one of my biggest emotional breakdowns and I, I mean, I think, Jane probably thinks I'm crazy because I cried so much. I never cry. But I wrote a note card with those things and I realized that this is a story and a pattern and an addiction in my life to say that I'm overwhelmed. Mm. It's not true anymore. I can delegate. I can um, ask for help. I can brain dump again and again and again. I can do an energy shower. I have tools 
to not do that mm-hmm. and to step into the life that I want, which is full of love, joy, and peace. I have, you know, I have the tools. I love it. I love it. Is there anything that we didn't really dive into today that you kind of wanted to just like, you're just like burning desire to say and, and a message that you want to kind of relay? I just, I, the one thing I would just say is um, oxygen first. Um, I think that we all need to continue to figure out how to put our own oxygen mask on first. I have this mentor in my life who right when I became a solo parent, he went up on this hike up in the mountains in Crested Butte and he said to me, I'm a pilot by the way. And so he said, hey Dot, you know, when you're flying airplanes, if something goes wrong, what, what happens if you need oxygen? Do you put it on yourself first or do you put it on your passengers in your airplane first? And I said, well, you put it on the pilot first. And the pilot puts on their oxygen first because if the pilot doesn't get their oxygen on first, they're going to crash the plane. You know, all the passengers will live, but the plane's going to crash, right? He's like, so what are you doing as a mom? That's all he said to me. What are you doing? You got to put your oxygen mask on first. And so that's what all this stuff does, in my opinion. These are self-care rituals um, that we are taking care of ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm launching a blog called oxygen first. Um, and just to, just to focus on that and share, you know, the tips and tricks I've learned as a solo parent and now as joining into a partnership, um, to make sure I put my oxygen mask on first and take care of myself before I take care of others. It's amazing. So where can people find you, your blog, your website, all that good stuff? And I'll put everything in the show notes as well. Okay. Uh, my blog is oxygenfirst.com. Uh, my business is dotrockconsulting.com. What I do with that is I am a strategic business consultant that helps businesses scale by implementing HR and accounting systems. Um, so I'm really a systems-driven type of person, which is probably why the rituals speak so much to me. I think you and I are a lot alike with that. Yes. Um, yeah. And we're like, wait, tell me what to do. Check, yeah. check, check. Got it. Absolutely. Um, if someone can tell me what to do, I can seriously be successful with anything because I'll follow absolutely. it. I'll do it. And most small businesses open their businesses and let's say they run a bike shop and they're passionate about bikes and um, connecting people through bikes but they end up doing a lot of HR and a lot of accounting and they never can scale their business because they're in a, in a zone that is not their zone of genius. And if they can offload that and implement some systems and, and processes to avoid doing that work, um, they can scale their businesses and be a lot more successful with a lot more time freedom. So that's what I do in my business. So that's rockconsulting.com. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for this conversation and for taking yeah. some time this afternoon. Um, yeah. yeah, it's always it's always so nice connecting with you. Yeah, super nice connecting with you too. And maybe someday we'll get to like go on a trip again. Uh, we will. I know we're going to be on a <laughs> retreat. Like within the next year, I can feel it. I hope so. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me on your show.